and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Thank you for joining us. 1.30 p.m. Eastern live hour is when we've uh, been doing this. That's when we normally do it. All right. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm jumpy today. All right. I'm a little bit jumpy. Settle down. Jumpy today. Uh, I am so upset for my friend, Don Trump. <laughs> Why? Why are you the so idea, upset? No, the idea that his privacy is going to be invaded if the House committee meeting later today, I believe, decides that we have a right to see aspects, maybe parts of his tax return. That is outrageous. Where, <laughs> where is privacy? All right. This son of a bitch lied from, well, the minute he was born. But the people, again, we, we probably should get back to this every time we, t- because remember, we're, you're not that smart, Brit. hate to say it, and neither am I. We're yes. not that smart. But we knew he was lying every time he said things like, oh, I'm going to release my taxes right after the election. Oh, I'm going to get the, uh, it's not a big deal. But we knew it. Right. The, the fact that he never did it before the election of 2016 meant he had something to hide. It was plain and simple then. Again, didn't take advanced degrees, didn't take 180 IQ to know that he was hiding something. So over the years, various iterations of the lie of pushing the ball down the road, uh, then getting indignant over you daring to even inquire and always sprinkling it with the super lie about he can't disclose them even though he wants to because he's under audit, which never meant anything to begin. You know, the I can't put them out there because they're under audit is the equivalent in its own way to the reason that Donald Trump may get nailed for espionage is because he had classified. It doesn't matter if they're classified. It fucking didn't matter. And it still doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter if you were under audit or not under audit. You always had the right to release nothing to do with anything, but the uh, master of the three card Monty was able to convince tens of millions of stupid people in this country to either believe what he was saying had some validity to it or allow him the space to say, well, you know, what's the difference? Why do I even care about what's on Donald Trump's tax returns? Cause he's so rich. What's the difference? So here we are. We appear to be at the moment of truth where clearly a guy who less than a week ago was panhandling for money by selling that bullshit NFT trading card scam all virtual nothing 
is about to be exposed for the tax evasion that we know he's been perpetrating, which probably has had him under audit. But those years where he didn't pay a dime in taxes will be revealed officially. And I know this goes in the same direction as that. What's the difference now? Who cares? Who I'll tell you why I care. Because, Brit, we live in a country with tens of millions of idiots. Tens of millions of idiots who would not hold this person to any kind of normal standard of behavior, decency, honesty. And it's got the country tied up in knots. It's fucked us up to a, a, a place that we never thought we'd be. And it's all his fault but it's also all the faults of the uh, people who went along with it people who we don't speak to anymore people like that who just continue to run interference for him and uh, even to this moment let me give you exhibit a for the day and i told you last week that uh, because it was such a deal that i couldn't refuse Right. I now can look at the entire Wall Street Journal every day online for a dollar a week. Okay. Under the guise of, well, you have to at least know what the establishment Republican conservative line on things is. And there's a lot of other, the paper isn't all just, it's not all politics at all. There's a lot of actual good writing on, on shit that has nothing to do with politics. So it's kind of worth it. I like it. There's some excellent reporting in there. But that editorial page, oh, oh yeah. It's not so. So today, the title is The January 6th Inquiry's Not-So-Grand Finale, Adding Nothing But Political Complication. Hmm. What's this supposed to accomplish? A congressional referral to the Justice Department has all the legal force of an inter-office memo. The House January 6th inquiry is done useful work. But the wiser course, listen closely, the wiser course was to let the established facts speak for themselves while releasing full transcripts of their interviews to provide a complete public record. Now, think about that and think about what that would have looked like. Okay, let the established facts speak for themselves. Well, how do those facts get established? How how did they get established, Britt? Well, you know, they're just they just got established. Don't worry about it. Yeah, they they just floated down from the sky and everyone had consensus agreement on what happened on January 6th. Right. Wall Street Journal editorial writer. You fucking lie. You disingenuous pieces of shit. Then release full transcripts of their interviews to provide a complete public record. Well, that would have done it because everyone would just read the transcripts. That's how we do things in America. We don't need it presented on television in a very sophisticated, well-produced nine or 10 part series over a couple months. We don't need it done that way. We, We don't want our information that way. We're all voracious readers of deep, difficult to get into transcripts and we would have decided for ourselves we did not need this committee to do bite me just bite me (laughs) let me finish one more sentence and then i will tell you what i wrote and then the surprising results the quote insurrection unquote okay so they put insurrection in quotes 
on January 6th was a rally that turned into a riot. That's all it was, Britt. It was just a rally. rally. Turned into a riot. Yeah, Donald Trump just wanted a rally. That's funny. Yeah. As far as we know, there isn't any allegation that Mr. Trump was secretly urging on instigators as the Oath Keeper or the Proud Boys would have been categorized. No, 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 no. Really? Really? Okay. It, it, it's I know it, it sounds like it's just comedy there, right? It is kind of. So by the time I got to this, there were already like 2,500 responses. They have a lot of people who read that, and they right. respond pretty quickly. So this is what I wrote. I said, Trump is a lifelong criminal, period. He could have gotten away with it all had he just stopped after the phony image of him being a successful, brilliant businessman pushed on The Apprentice and the celebrity version when they were canceled. But he Chauncey gardnered it all the way into the presidency, knowing nothing about everything except mass crowd manipulation through lying to pad his own greedy pockets. If you voted for him either time that he was on the ballot, you are culpable too. You own him. After all that's happened and all the evidence placed before our eyes and ears, yet one more lame editorial from the Wall Street Journal giving itself hedge room just in case Trump somehow ends up the nominee. I thought Rupert had turned on him. Well, not quite. Sorry, just halfway and situationally convenient with the current ascent of DeSantis, the easier route. You guys win either way, right? I'm sure that whatever comes from the crucial Hunter Biden, Biden gate hearings, the journal editorial page will find any criminal referrals from Republican committees far more important, far more worthy of Justice Department prosecution than the attempted coup and the overturning of the election by Trump. Pathetic. All right, so that was my that was my response. I was shocked within two minutes. Here are the responses. So if Trump was merely norm breaking, like the journal alleges, I guess I guess the editorial board would think of the Civil War as, quote, a bit of a dust up. <laughs> <laughs> a melee, yeah. a scrum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's one. Folks upset about January 6th might want to helicopter over the Rio Grande this week to see the real destruction of this country so there yeah. was a, a what about ism there yeah there you go that's what the, that's a real problem here brad right right um here's one they requote me where i said if you voted for him either time you're culpable too you own him here's how trump won his first election it was him or hillary period talk about a lifelong criminal he was the best of the two awful options not many America like his personality, but his policies were better than the Democrats' policies in place today. Anyone with a moral compass, anyone with a moral compass pointing anywhere near north would agree with that. Oh, really? Um, then somebody whose uh, label, their name on their, their uh, account is Lou Dobbs, okay? Oh, Jesus. Wait, and Lou Dobbs said, turns out Trump was an even worse criminal than Hillary. <laughs> and then the uh the last one leave it to the wall street journal to stand on the side of the insurrectionists who were as the overwhelming proof shows led by a criminal adolescent who happened to be president this is the singular act of party over country we now know that the wall street journal stands opposed to the rule of law now trump must be prosecuted or it will be clear that the department of justice is afraid of him one man, Wall Street Journal, you are a 
disgrace. So I was actually kind of kind of heartened to see that, uh, you know, that that editorial page and those editorials and a letter like it gets it gets it from both directions. I mean, that was actually fair and balanced back and forth on something. And, and if, you know, there's a million letters and a lot of them were just ripping the shit out of the paper. And some right. of, them, of course, were in the tank for Trump. But I think overall, um, his support is eroding on the edges and the edges are getting more porous all the time. And it's it's just shrinking. Um, there's the uh, there's the drudge front page right there. Yeah. Tax returns. Tax returns. And I think I think Rudolph Giuliani or somebody is like really pissed at Drudge for doing this. They they're they're pissed at Drudge for turning. Oh yeah him. yeah yeah. Now they're yeah now they're mad at him. Right. right. <laughs> what what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Get out of here. Right. How 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 dare they? Uh, how dare he do that? You know that's the first time Drudge has ever used a headline like that to get attention. Never oh yeah, it, it's a new thing. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although guess, he's yeah. he he's played both sides for a while, but he's been kind of uh, dogging Trump for a little bit now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think this whole argument about trying to undercut the whole idea of the committee and what they did because they have no ability to actually prosecute is the biggest phony ever. It is the biggest phony ever. Well, West I would West- like to hear, I, I'd like to hear a little more about that Brandenburg exception that you so uh, deftly re- uh, rolled out yesterday that Fox news was pushed. I just haven't heard much more about that, Brad. Did you look it, it up? Like that's that's going to be his hail mary. No, I haven't really looked it well, up. Look, look it look it up right now while while we're talking in look, real time. Yeah, yeah, in real time. You'll see you'll see what it is, um, about the bar that's that, that's raised to uh, charge someone with uh, insurrection and, and 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 nail them to the to the wall. And I don't think it's going to matter for for Trump. And uh, by the way, not unlike uh, Bush versus Gore. Uh, this is a one-off moment, and this is a Brand- one-off. It president. comes from it comes from Brandenburg versus Ohio, nineteen sixty-nine. There you go. Speech advocating illegal conduct is protected under the First Amendment unless the speech is likely to incite quote imminent lawless action. End of quote. So, so you really you really think that? I'm not talking about you. You think that Trump can hide behind that ruling? Everything no. he did. Everything he did would not apply to that rule to that ruling, I, right? I believe that uh, Jamie Raskin and people like that are begging his attorneys to try to use that in court. Yeah. I believe they are daring anybody who now represents Donald John Trump as a as an attorney to please, please, please bring that up in court and get your ass handed to you. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that is the the case right now. Yeah. If if prosecutors were unable or are unable to draw a straight line between Donald Trump's speech and the violence that ended up in the deaths of at least five people, the maiming of uh, over 100 police officers, um, because Trump was just exercising his First Amendment rights, then you know they got to get out of the prosecution business. I think it's a layup. 
I think it's a layup, but, you know. Uh, I mean, in other words, really, is that the best you guys got for for Trump? That that was just yeah, uh, it is. It, yes, I know. yes, that truly is the best they have. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I don't yeah. know again who uh, who is trying to. I think one of his that Christina Bob girl has like a um, she's got a book coming out or something next year. She's very busy promoting that. Oh, well, very busy. You know, sign me up for that one. Sign me up for that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really, really interested in. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the four referrals against Trump, um, obstruction of an official proceeding, uh, and they, they have a fake defense on that one that he wasn't trying to obstruct the official proceeding; he was trying to correct the official proceeding they're they're going to try please. to play semantic games he wasn't trying Again, to stop please. it. he was just trying to please. change it okay <laughs> please let that argument be made in court please let some idiot lawyer that represents him make that argument in court yeah. Yeah. i am begging you yeah. they're saying the the one that is most troubling I, I saw mick mulvaney on something and he said that it's obstruction of justice that's the one that's going to really kick his ass of oh, uh, all those charges oh, how can he didn't obstruct justice. Rick. How dare you? What is that all about? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, as I, I mean, as I said yesterday, I think that if the if it does go to trial, I hope it does go to litigation. I hope it, it's the the attention is going to be unbelievable. I mean, the, it's going to be unlike it's going to be OJ on steroids for those of us that are old enough to remember that shit. It'll be unbelievable how well, big you know what I wonder. I wonder, Britt. I think it will be. Remember, um, through this whole thing, the last two years and the, and the last year, it's been almost a year since the first public hearings, right? They were in, right in the early spring, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had a section of this country that never saw a minute that was not interested in it and you're able to silo yourself off in a media atmosphere that downplays whatever was happening. Um, and you could subject yourself to people who will tell you that the real issue is, you know, liberals are upset over blank Democrats going crazy over blank. And then you would ignore it. And then, you know, you know, move, move back on to, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's latest, uh, uh, outrage against white men that he needed to defend or something like that. So even if this gets to the point where he is charged and there are trials, I believe that the, the, the right wing media, the they would do their best to drop it down a couple spaces off of the top of their page, that it would not be the most important thing happening in America at that mm. time. A former president on trial. Yeah. How many times has that happened in our history? Well, I I understand that. Yeah, you I'm do, not questioning you, that, but I'm telling you that there is an industry that exists. Yeah, they don't. You, they're not winning. They're not winning the day. I don't think that so. thing. That thing will be huge, and it needs to be huge. It needs to. It, it, it needs to get a, a lot of attention. Well, but you know, you're you're, you're only looking at uh, you're only looking at TV ratings there, Britt. Remember the 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 issue if there is a 
issue, and I don't think there really is. I think the the risk of doing nothing is way worse than doing something. Absolutely. And uh, there are there is absolutely no doubt about the fact that uh, this is going to uh, get some people really, really pissed off. You know, oh, they're going to burn the. Well, no, the Trump supporters they're not going to uh, they're not going to burn down down uh, 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 Cleveland or something. That's not how they are. That's not what those people do. <laughs> really? Um, but uh, the fear of backlash. The fear of revenge, the never-ending cycle that will be started if an ex-president is charged with crimes and then put on trial, this will never end. Joe Biden, you better get yourself a lawyer right now because they're coming for you. I mean, that's that's the, I think it's fake. I think it's bullshit um, that the reason, maybe, maybe Merrick Garland, no matter what the, Special, pro- maybe he won't do anything because you know a lot of people won't like that. I don't think that matters to him one bit. I don't think it does. Um, and I know it's slow, and I know we wish it was yesterday. Um, but I think it's going to happen, and uh, th- that was not just uh, made up pie in the sky information that we learned over the last year about exactly what Donald Trump's role was and what Rudy Giuliani's role was and what Mark Meadows' role was and what the other lead henchmen's roles were planning this out. This was not a rally that turned into a riot. That that one should live in infamy for the Wall Street Journal. That is the equivalent of legitimate political discourse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's uh, like you know, it's a high school football game where ah, uh, some people started pushing, and some folks got hurt. Uh, it? Okay, it's it's nobody meant deal. to do it that way. It just, it just happened. No. Um, no. Former President Mike Pence, who uh, was nearly killed on January the sixth of twenty twenty one, now. Now saying that uh, the Trump in the, in this particular story from NBC News, uh, I don't know that it's illegal to take bad advice from lawyers. That is the sin now that uh, Pence says that Trump has made. He also says that uh, going through with this and charging Donald Trump and possibly putting him on trial, it'll be too divisive for America. Yeah. Okay. Very divisive. Okay. I, I guess that makes my point perfectly, doesn't it? <laughs> it kind of does. That's the weakest, most milk toast, pathetic. <laughs> He gives a bad name to the words empty suit. Okay. But, Trump, his he, vice president, Mike Pence, wasn't just an empty suit. He was an empty black hole, which <laughs> is a redundancy. There can't be such a thing as an empty black hole because a black hole is by definition empty. But that is Mike Pence, who, by the way, has less of a chance of becoming president as uh, you do becoming the uh, next quarterback for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, Britt. I'm just saying it's not going to happen for you. It's not happening. Not going to happen for you. And not because Uh, you don't have the skill. It's just you're too damn old. 
That's, that's part of it, yeah. But Brady has cracked open the door for a lot of us older guys, so I'm so happy. Well, you're older um, than him, so shut up. Yeah, but not by much. I mean, I've kept myself in great shape like yeah, he yeah. has, so I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, but, but Pence really stood up to Trump on that whole, hey, you can't use my office for your transition. So I really think he took a stand. Yeah. That was strong. That was very yeah. strong. I mean, so at this point, everyone is saying whatever they're saying to politically position themselves the best way they can to run for president. If you're like a Mike Pence, does he really think? No. Does he really think that that puts him in some kind of advantageous position relative to other candidates? Now, remember, DeSantis never says a word. You can't get him to talk about anything. He won't answer a question. He will walk away. He's mastered that. Where when you ask him a question like that, he he says nothing. Correct. Um, but if you think that the uh, Donald Trump shouldn't be prosecuted because it would be so divisive. So he gets to be divisive. Trump does for seven years for seven years. Right. And the response must be do nothing because it would be divisive. It doesn't quite work that way. Sorry, that's not our system. You know what's you know what's really divisive is uh, sending a bunch of people in the Capitol to try to steal the election and and murder like people. I think well, that's fairly really divisive. A rally that turned into a riot. <laughs> so a, you're you're just wrong on that one. A dust up, and there were no weapons except there were like thousands of weapons. Other than that, yeah. <laughs> there's a, a ton of that. Yeah. All right, um, we. Are, can we yeah, talk about the Festival of Lights crisis? Yes, talk about the Festival of Lights. We're uh, in the midst of Hanukkah. Yeah. Uh, I noticed this about 25 years ago in our part of the world, where we live. There's something called the Festival of Lights. Okay. Ever, there's, there's been one like in downtown Greensboro. I think there's they call it the Festival of Lights at uh, Tanglewood in Forsyth County, where you drive through and there's a bunch of shit. I've been to both of them. I've been right. to the Tanglewood one, and I've also been to the one of the right. Natural Science right. Center this year. Now, when I was a, a, a little Jew boy and went to Hebrew school, yeah, we we learned very early on that Hanukkah was the festival of lights, right? Okay, and it was rather clear that was not a a copyrighted uh, phrase no. with a little trademark thing next to it. Yeah, it was just what it was called, festival of lights, because. You know, they uh, only had enough oil for one day and it lasted for eight days. And the, sure. the mythology of the Maccabees, or as uh, they call it uh, in Goyville, Maccabees. No, uh, no, I know I've it's Maccabees. It Believe me, I've heard it said that. Way. I know it's Maccabees. Yeah, I'm not I'm not making all you're not the entire Goyim population. Thank you. Don't take it. Personal. Thank you. I appreciate that. Right. Um, so today. We have a column here by someone named Kate Cullen, and we know what she is, uh, writing about this crisis with uh, Festival of Lights, Happy Holidays, and the rest of it. And it turns out, after uh, checking the phrase Festival of Lights uh, on my Google machine, you don't have one of these, I do. Yeah. Um, Festival of Lights is the most overused phrase by every religion ever. When you first, first of all, it's uh, one of the major holidays of Hinduism called Diwali. That's the festival of lights. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Jeez. Hanukkah, of course, Festival of Lights. Uh, just on and on it goes. A, a bunch of religions use Festival of Lights. Yeah, so and, take and that. I, it it's it never really bothered me that that it gets used here because it just that's not the kind of hill that that I would ever want to die on. I'm glad I never even brought it up because it just it's just not that big of a deal. But then that gets back to to happy holiday. If someone says happy holidays, are they insulting you because they haven't said Merry Christmas? Well, in the golden era of Bill O'Reilly on Fox News, the answer was yes, yes, yes. That 100%. was a war on Christmas. Yeah. I noticed that uh, there hasn't been much mention of the war on Christmas anymore. Maybe God. because we have the wrong guy as president, right? <laughs> There's no, yeah, nobody's bitching at Starbucks for right. not putting little baby Jesus on the what coffee happened? cups or anything. It's the it's the wrong guy who's the president. He's decided that uh, that's not something worth, because it's nothing. And it nothing. never was. It never was. There was like maybe, I think there was all of this, You can you can correct me on this, but I think this was in the early part of this century, there was somebody at a Target or something who was a, a cashier and they were admonished for saying Merry Christmas to people. And that turned into, oh, my God, the liberals aren't letting us celebrate Jesus's life. And then it, it turned into histrionics and they're not putting baby Jesus on coffee cups. And it turned into this fake war on Christmas, which, as you point out, has kind of petered out. Well, whether you're remembering the actual incident correctly, you are remembering the fact that whatever happened, it was taken and turned into probably a national thing, uh, yeah. most likely by yeah. uh, Fox News. Because you know, they were yeah. they were making their they were making their bacon that way, especially during the Obama era. Yeah, even before that, that that everything was an affront to white Christianity. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, they're trying. And what John, they're, I'm, I'm looking now as I Google this, uh, the great John Gibson. Oh, wow! God. He wrote a book uh, called "The War on Christmas: Colon How the Liberal Plot to Ban the Sacred Christian Holiday is Worse Than You Thought." What year was that? Oh, say. let me see what year that fucking thing came out. I believe this would have been around 2006 or so. Let me see. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, we call it the golden era. 2005. Yeah. Uh, 2005. 2005 for this particular book, which you can still order on Amazon. Get it for the friend in your life. Yeah. So year one of the second term of George W. All right, there were when the liberals and they and by the way, didn't the liberals do a great job of wiping wiping out that sacred Christian holiday? Nobody even talks about Christmas anymore. Yeah, it's not it's, even a thing. Right, and Christmas shopping is under duress now because of inflation. So we're we're getting close to killing it off, Britt. Who is this? Who is this Jesus person? I don't even know who this is. Well, Since you started crazy. talking about the Festival of Lights, we have some more problems in uh, Moore County. I'm pretty sure you saw this. A trouble a troubling banner was hung on an overpass in Moore County following the shooting out of the power stations from a couple of weeks ago. Governor Cooper has responded after Nazi banners were spotted in Moore County. The um, numeration is 1488. And if you don't know what that means, it's 14 words, and then 88 is Heil Hitler because H is the eighth letter of the alphabet, and that's twice. The 14-word slogan comes from, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children, which is a bit of a slogan for um, white supremacists. I don't know if Hitler himself said that. 
but they've uh, hung that from an overpass and they are investigating it in uh, Moore County. Well, I can't, they- uh, I can't spend any time on that because I'm so tied up in knots over the uh, New York Times Nazi crossword puzzle crisis. What What did you think of that? The, the sim- <laughs> it was uh, wild, wasn't yeah, it? I have, to, I have to think, all right, if I looked at that without anybody saying, is there anything? Yeah. I don't think I would have noticed it. I don't think I, would, I mean, you have to look really, really hard. Uh, and I, you know, again, there's, there's no evidence because I guess if you take this to its logical conclusion, that means that the New York times is of course, uh, the daily stormer under a different banner. It's the, uh, actual Nazi newspaper. Please. Um, although I, I can, I, if you want to do, if you want to do some, um, conspiracy theories, Will Shorts is the guy who does the, right. uh, you know, he's the editor and you've heard him on, people have heard him on NPR on morning edition stuff. I like turn that. it off every time he's on. <laughs> fuck, yeah. Fuck that guy. It says he was born, uh, and raised on an Arabian horse farm in Crawfordsville, Indiana. And you know what people who ride, who they raise Arabian horses are all about. Don't you, Brad? Oh, well, uh, boy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good. That that is some fine investigative work you did there. Why don't you open up your third eye a little bit, pal? You did you, you did there. Let me let me do this one real quick too. While we're on this, have you read about this idiot here? This George Santos fellow who was just elected from Queens and Long Island. Yes, I United. have. I'm, this I'm, is I'm this fully, is mind blowing. I'm I'm fully versed on this. Uh, and for for folks that don't know, re- real fast, this guy was elected on long island in a district that uh was a pretty most part pretty blue yeah and he's a uh, young guy he's uh 33 years old he is a gay uh latino um republican okay and he ran a campaign he won but he completely completely lied about his biography completely lied about his biography where he worked uh, where he was from uh, the whole thing and the new york times spent about three weeks i mean they they spent a lot of time trying to work backwards and it's all bullshit it's just all bullshit um, there's there's a, a number of things in his resume he started a, he supposedly started a pet rescue thing an animal rescue thing which never existed doesn't exist and hasn't existed uh the college he went to has nothing uh, oh, on record of him right, attending everything the, right I, can, let's just operate from the standpoint this guy's a fraud he's a phony he's a liar right now, but he hasn't even taken office yet okay Correct. we're still, not, we're still in the lame duck period and right. he's not a congressman actually yet right but he's a republican and he has sworn allegiance to Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. So the you ready? The calls for him to uh, be not seated or that he should resign right now before, uh, of course, it's the same issue all the time. Well, you know, um, we'll see. Um, that's going to be up to him. Uh, that'll be up to the voters. Okay. We just had a fucking president who was elected six years ago on the false premise of everything he ever said. 
okay? We might, we might, as a little start here, tell someone who gets elected to Congress with a complete fraudulent resume, not unlike a football coach at uh, a large university in uh, Indiana <laughs> who lied about his resume, who had to resign. How quickly did that happen, Britt? When that, remember that? Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, within like a day. The, yeah, uh, it was like 24 hours. 24 hours, and they found out. that. And, of course, that was an important position, Notre Dame football coach. This is just one of 435 Congress people. But the Republicans, who are not a political party, right? They're just a a, a, a power-crazed group of anti-American piles of shit. They're not going to take any action against this guy, are they? They're just not going to do it. They're going to let this guy take office. He has lied about everything. He is lying in his response, which is a non-response when asked about all of these things. And I assume that you're going to have, what, two years of this guy running and never talking to anybody ever. He'll just just place votes for whatever Kevin McCarthy wants if McCarthy makes it to the speakership. And that will be the representation on Long Island um, in whatever district that, you know, that, that is, they must have a bunch of congressmen out there. A lot of people there, but um, it's pathetic. It's just pathetic. And no, I'm not going to play the, if this was a Democrat game, because we know damn well that if this was a Democrat, that Democrat would have been gone faster than you can say anything. Because for some reason, Democrats are afraid to look bad. They really are. They're chicken shit. Yeah, they would have... have no compunction and they have no soul and they don't care what you, you think. They don't care what anybody thinks. Yeah, it was a Democrat. That's all that matters. It was a Democrat. There already would have been a statement that was issued from like leadership. And we're not going to seat him. He won't be seated. Yeah. So he, he can try all he wants to. Uh, we're going to, you know, fig, figure it out. Get it back to the voters because he's like everything in his res. There's nothing that's verifiable in his resume. And he's been evicted like a couple of times in the past few years. I mean, I, I just want to know where the money's coming from. Where, where, where's the, who is, wh- what's going on here? Cause he was spending thousands of dollars on this campaign. He was spending thousands of bucks hanging out in Florida at these nice places and this uh, resort down the street from uh, Trump. I just don't know. I, I want to know what the hell's going on with this guy. Wouldn't it be great if this was Trump money? It would be hilarious. I so Trump finally was able to buy a congressperson and get them to win. Okay, that was one of his uh, endorsements that was uh, uh, a winner, right? A guy literally. who was a complete fraud. Yeah, who would have guessed? Was, he was oh, literally oh. able to buy a congressman. Yeah, yeah. This guy, honestly, he seems like he's fa- like fabricated out of of whole cloth, and he just kind of yes. popped up. He just kind of. I'm here I am. And then he, oh, I did this, 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 and this, yeah. I ran this company and this company and everybody, well, okay. He sounds pretty good. I think I'll vote for that guy. Yeah. It reminds me of you know, every few years you get the story of some doctor who's worked at a major hospital for 15 years and is not really a doctor and has performed 9,000 operations. <laughs> Who knew? I had no idea. Who knew? We, we checked out. We, we had no idea. Yeah. 